0: Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Clones podcast. Today we're going to talk about something that might be very triggering for some people. And when it's the word triggering, it's really from trauma or something else. So it's the actual term versus saying that someone triggered me and they just got upset and it's something else. But this is more of a conversation around suicide, children, thoughts of suicide, um, how to help a child and what happened today was that you know i i keep seeing the same kids it's and when i see the same kids it's very similar personalities which is a heart of gold super sensitive i mean as a kid you know if somebody else was being mean to them you know they might they might take it they get so upset that they witness something and that they take it almost like it happened to them you know then you look at like world situations it's almost like they have so much anxiety around the world that their feelings get hurt and then they just take this all in it's almost like it's, it's again, it's like, it's happening to them because they're so sensitive because they have such a huge heart. And I call them these, my angel kids. Right. And these are just kids that I, I have a lot of them, you know, even at age four or five, they're like, I'm going to kill myself. And you're like, what a three and four year olds are going to say that. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest. I know this is something that people don't want to talk about. They don't want to hear, but it happens all the time. Well, at least in my world, if you're, if you're not in my world, And, you know, you're probably thinking I'm like, what, what, but when you have a child that is so open hearted and just sees everything and is so innocent in a way that you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to shelter them and protect them because they can't handle other things. Right. So I'm just finding that with this pandemic, you know, I have spent more time in the hospital than I've ever had in a lot in any years of me doing my work. You know, I have seen kids being 5150, I have been there because they're trying to cut. And I'm just sitting here going, oh my gosh, what is like, like this pandemic had, like, I just feel like as society is we failed our kids. Like, I'm just going to be honest when it comes to education and how we're teaching and what we're doing, we're just passing kids along. Like it was nothing, right? Like, okay, well, we're just going into the next year and you're just like, really, really what just happened? I mean, I have a school. I was only closed three months. I've kept everything open. And what I'm seeing is that I, I'm getting more kids and you know cutting is coming up a lot. And that is something that is very concerning on all levels. you know and you want to make sure that there's a plan in place and you're doing a risk assessment and what else could be happening and you know is this like a, is this a threat? like whatever it is what it could be? But then it alienated me today when I'm sitting here writing a list of things they can do. They know what they could do. It's almost like, you know, the brain is like, yeah, I know. I'm going to talk to this person and I'm going to say X, Y, and Z. And these are the things I'm going to get to get my way. Not get my way, but almost like, okay, well, yeah, you take a deep breath. You, you talk to, you count to five, you go take a break. You call somebody, you, you have the suicide hotline on, on call. These are the things that you do, but I'm like, okay, so you have all these things, but what is the root cause of all this? How do we help a child not have these thoughts, which I call it chit-chat. It's the chit-chat in your brain, right? The chit-chat that goes on. I label it this way all the time. And when that chit-chat goes negative, what are we going to do? When that chit-chat's positive, how are we going to handle that? How are we going to do that? Because it goes back and forth all the time. And I always tell kids, it's, you know, you might think if you're telling a child at age five it's a choice to be happy, I think that it's true. And why not teach them now? It's hard. You know, life is hard. Life can be very challenging, but again, it, it's making sure the resiliency. You're making sure that your the child has the skill set. And you know what it comes down to is how they feel about themselves. This whole podcast is about how to make a child feel good about themselves. How do you help a child go from I want to cut my wrist to I want to die to Okay, well, I know these steps to do, but like, what is the root cause of this? So when I have these little angel kids that are coming at me so sensitive, I'm like, hmm, how can we get, give them a job? How can I make them feel like they're contributing to society? And that's what I'm going to do because that's what it comes down to. How you feel on the inside is how you're going to act on the outside. It's always come to internal. That's why I'm not, I'm not about bribing and, oh, if you do this, you're going to get this because it's nothing internal that's happening that's going on. It's external, which means that you are, you are looking at that instant gratification, which is not long-term. You know, you bribing a kid to go to school, you bribing a kid to, I don't even know, like go to a soccer or whatever, anything. It doesn't help. Right. And and again, the kid just feels like, okay, well, there's a, I'm going to do this if you do this. So where is the child learning how to be feel good about themselves? How are they learning to be able to do things for themselves? And this is where I find that like, my, these are my interventions. In, in my process when I get kids, I warn parents, you know, this isn't going to be like a six or eight week, it's going to take time and I am going to know your child and I am going to teach to your child and I'm going to figure out what, what your child loves to do and how to help them. And then from there, the interventions will come. Like, I can sit here and look at, you know, uh, a DSM and and figure out like a treatment plan and go off that, but that doesn't really count, does it? I mean, a a child's not a book. A child is not, you know, an intervention that just, I just got a manual delivered. It doesn't work that way. It's just like when you have a baby, you know, and your kid, you know, I've, I've done interventions in a house with three kids all three different interventions. Someone might have attachment issues. Some might have special needs. Another one has something else going on. Different interventions. Yes, it might seem fair to one child or not, but you need to explain what's going on because not every intervention is going to work. And that's where I think of being a good interventionist, it really helps to understand that every child's different. But when you have a child that says, I want to kill myself. I'm going to hurt myself. And they do it. You know, and I think to me, the realization is this is the first time this year that I've been at the hospital. I have heard it for years from different children and clients and things like that. I heard it for years and, and I've been with kids and like no one close to me has had that, but I've, I've never been in a place where I would get kids that tried after, you know, it's not like they were working with me beforehand. Um, and that happened is on that piece. I feel like when I get, when there is a threat of this sort, it's taken very seriously, and I'm monitoring every little thing, but I'm also that person that's going to monitor a kid that's always wearing a long shirt. I'm also going to be doing those things, but I also have open communication with my kids. My kids know that, like, and when I say my kids are my clients, but they really become my own kids because I have a school, and they're, they're with me, and then there's other things, and you know, to me, it's really coming down to like the child's self-esteem. You know, if you have a kid that's saying that they want to kill themselves, well, let's take a step back. Well, have a treatment plan, have it assess everything, make sure that what, you know, there isn't a plan and everything else, but then take a step back and be like, how are we going to make this kid feel like they're worth it? How are they going to make them feel like they're part of society? How are we going to help them understand that they are amazing little beings? And you know what? It is really hard right now with the world. And when you see only negativity on, on the TV when you turn it on, yeah, it sucks. But their development in minds cannot process it that way. You know, I know. You know, for me, if I get really pissed off at somebody, I'm going to be like, you know what? My dad always said I'd feel sorry for them. You know, because instead of getting angry, you just feel like, okay, you know, maybe they had a bad day or, or there's a different way. There's always a different perspective. You know, there's always a different way you can look at a situation when you're angry or when you're not feeling like it's worth it. And, you know, it really... And you had that, um, what was it, that pageant woman pass away, was it three, no, two weeks ago? And I just can't get that that out of my story, like that story out of my head. You know, she at 29 or 30, you know, won the pageant. She has a law degree, has so much, you know, she has so much going on and such a beautiful face and smile. And you just look at her and you wouldn't have no idea. And this is why I want this podcast because you just have no idea (laughs) and it scares the shit out of me because as someone who's working with families and children that are saying these things at such a young age, like I want to make sure that I'm helping, I'm, I'm understanding where the child is coming from as the best that I can. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I don't know what it's like to, to go that way in a way that, you know, I just want to be gone. So you can understand the best, but the good thing, the the thing is like, how do you help a child understand that they're worth it? And you can go all the, all, you can do all these interventions you want every single day. But at the end of the day, if you don't understand the root cause and you're helping the root cause, what are we doing again? What are we doing? You know, to me, the child has to feel good about themselves. That's when you're going to see the shift. When the child starts to see that, wow, their work accomplished something. You know, I was, so I was, I I was married a while ago. Well, a long time ago. I'll never forget this. I used to have a rule that I would buy myself one bag a year. And I would save up money and I would buy a bag. Like it was like a designer bag. It was just my thing, right? And I ended up, you know, dating this guy. And he would always spoil me with gifts. But it got to the point where like, I didn't like the gifts and he came home one time and he gave me two bags and I actually yelled at him and I go, he's like, what is your problem? And I go, I work hard for this. Like I work hard for the bags and now what do I work hard for? I don't want someone showering me with gifts. I want, you know, I want to work for it and, you know, be able to like feel good about what I provide for myself at the same time. Yeah, I'll take the gifts. Don't get me wrong on that piece, but That was so specific and I can't believe I got so mad at him. He thought I was crazy, by the way. And he's like, I can't believe you're getting upset with me over this. And I go, but, and he's like, well, you don't need to work. I'm like, you got to understand what's your purpose. What's your purpose in life as you're, as you're moving forward? What is it that you want to do to me? My purpose was to, you know, work really hard. And then once, you know, there's a sale that goes on somewhere to get a really nice bag. And that's what I did. But when someone starts buying me everything, oh my gosh, I was like, no, I didn't. The self-worth went down. And so when you're working with a child that's saying that they want to kill themselves and they want to do these things, look at how you can empower them to, to bring back to the community. You know, I'm about, I will take a kid to a homeless shelter and say, today we're going to pass out food and do something else. But it's something where they're doing, they're giving back. They're providing something for the community. They're doing something and they're feeling good about it. You know, I ended up having a woman. Okay, here we go. Another story. I have another family from India. This woman flies out her, her daughter. And I kid you not. <laughs> like same story, same thing. And you know, you know what the intervention was? Because in India you had they had like two different maids. So like she never did anything for herself so it's almost like, well, what's my purpose, and her intervention was that she makes her bed in the morning, that's it, like, she needed to have something, because everybody did everything for her, she had her babysitter, she had the cook, she had the other, like, there's multiple people in the house, listen, which is great, but for certain personalities, when you feel like everything is being done for you, like, what's your point, and like, how are you going to move forward, it's a lot harder, and I got to tell you, her starting from making her bed, taking more responsibility of her things and her items, that's where you see the shift. She didn't like it at first so much, but but that's where the, where the shift is. You know, doing chores around the house and being part of a community, instead of saying, well, I'm gonna you know pay you for this, and then there's this, again, you're putting a dollar amount on something, versus, okay, we're a community, and we're gonna do these things. You know, I have jobs at my school, we, everyone knows once we're done with snack and once we're done with lunch, there's a vacuum going out. Someone's going to be taking out the trash. Someone's going to be doing it. We're all part of the community. We're building up walls because um, there's a gap between each room and the walls. And they did a petition. I'm like, well, if you did the petition, that's great. That means that I'm going to get someone in here, but you're going to help. They deal with measuring and everything else. And I'm making a part of something, something bigger than themselves. And that's where you start working with kids that say that they want to kill themselves. That start hurting themselves at a young age. That start to like, to not see where they are in this world or how they fit in this world. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you liked this one, you might like my book, Shut Up and Parent. Thank you.